from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Brian Murphy alongside Luis Fernandez. Thanks for joining us here on 99.9 The Fan. This is your daily checkdown. All right, we've been on the air for a couple hours. Have, have you gotten on threads yet? Uh, n- no, because I'm I'm working, <laughs> Brian. I, I'm I'm focused on on the people. Well, I am I'm not over here threading it up with with Mark Zuckerberg and and Bill Gates and and all of them. You can follow me on Threads at Murph's Turf. That's uh, M U R P H T U R P H. Oh, that's good. I yeah. was I was just thinking as you said, I was like, oh, is it T U R F? Yeah, T- yeah. That's smart. Um, so I am on Twitter. And now I'm on Threads. I have an Instagram account, but I don't really use it. What 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 is your go-to social? You're younger than I am. I am quite a bit younger, unfortunately for me. Uh, what is your go-to social media app? So, uh, which is our number five conversation, by the way, is all these social media apps. Um, there it is. I'm on Twitter for the most part, I would say. Uh, but uh, I I I uh, also have to monitor my screen time on TikTok uh, because <laughs> I. I get sucked into that TikTok kind of like comatose, like stares so quick. Um, I definitely, I'd say I'm, so I used to be really big on a lot, a lot of different social medias. I took a little bit of a break and I'm having a hard time getting back into them. I need to because it's part of my job. It's important to develop a presence and all that stuff. I don't get into it now, but, um, you know, I, I'd say TikTok is the one I'm kind of leaning towards more. Um, I really, I really like TikTok. You get, you, we talked a lot about the niche, like communities and stuff like that. It is so wild to me how vastly different people's like for you page on TikTok can be like i'll show like i'll show my my girlfriend like a deep fried like weird meme on on TikTok, and she's over here like scrolling through like like dog videos and stuff <laughs> like that i'm like all right i have avoided i have avoided TikTok, um and i spend way too much time on twitter and i i really think this, this came up a lot i mean i'm gonna switch subjects here just slightly but this came up a lot during the the gambling conversation at the legislature. Okay. Obviously, I covered uh, all of these these debates over it. I, I've never heard you talk about right, gambling right. before. Sports Prime gambling. And what I don't think has gotten enough attention, and and I think we're going to see a tremendous um, reaction. I think when it happens, is just how addictive these phones are, and now you're adding the addiction of gambling on top of it. Like, I get that weekly screen time, and it's like eight hours a day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to cut that back. Like you're adding, you're layering one addictive uh, action on top of another addictive action, and and I do wonder what all of this is doing to to our kids, and not only to our kids, to, to someone like me. Like, are my eyes gonna go? Are my are my am I gonna get carpal tunnel in my hands? Like, what is all this screen time doing to us? I find myself constantly doing like the posture check when <laughs> I'm at work. I'm like constantly like I gotta check that, gotta check that. Um, I I mean that's that could be part of the repercussions of it. Um, I don't know. I so I lived in uh, Tennessee for about a, a year when sports gambling was made legal in Tennessee or mobile sports gambling uh, in those apps, and it took me a little bit of time to get into it, but I finally did. And really, I, I wasn't a whole lot like of gambling into specific all the different kinds of sports. I wasn't over here who was like, all right, let me look up uh, you know what the cricket odds are right now. Right. But but I would very much focus on NFL. Uh, and Sunday morning, kind of like putting out like a fun, you know, seven leg parlay or something like that that I know is never going to hit. I might as well be throwing money, you know, into a bucket. My, I, I talk to my, my girlfriend again. I promise I'm not like, you know, like a, one of those like wife kind of guys, but I, um, she, she goes to Vegas a lot. And the way she views Vegas and those trips there is if she like says she brings a hundred dollars to gamble or whatever, she's like, this is my entertainment money. 
you put it and it's you spend it and it's done. You don't like go mini golfing and when you're we put like twelve dollars down, you're like, all right, I need another hole and another hole and another hole. You're not putting down a bunch of money like that. I think I don't know. Obviously, there are a lot. To, there's a lot to get into with like the addiction side of things, but certainly back down to that form of addiction that is social media. Like, do you ever think? Where I really want to get big picture here. Do you ever think that Twitter will die? So I worked in newspapers for a long time, and I always wor- didn't worry that newspapers would go away, just that they would become so unworkable that like their functionality went away. Um, and that's how I feel about Twitter. Like I have TweetDeck; it's been awesome. They changed TweetDeck; it is not as awesome as it was. And in a couple of weeks, they're gonna pay me. They're gonna make me pay to use TweetDeck. And it's like, well, the product's not as good as it was just a week ago and now i'm gonna have to pay for it it's like that's so i think twitter may break before it before it ends Mm. like its functionality may go down so much that that it's just not worth it the time for me to spend on it anymore Mm. and if 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 more and more people feel like that then it then it like becomes a vicious cycle of if nobody's if not if if there are fewer and fewer people on it, then there's fewer reason for me to get on it, and then there's fewer reason for people who are following me to get on it, and all of a sudden you just kind of hit this death spiral. And I'm not—I don't have like uh, you know a b- bajillion followers on Instagram or anything like that. But at the beginning of the day, I put out on my Instagram story. I said I, I did a little a little poll: should I sign up with Threads? And 69% currently are saying yes. So I think I have to create a Threads account and roll with it from there. Um, I think I'm supposed to say nice. Nice. Yeah, that's, <laughs> thank you, Dennis. If tennis, if uh, if Twitter has taught me anything, it's that I have to say nice right there. Yeah, that, then maybe that will be Twitter's lasting legacy. This is, truly. Yes. It, it, look, we're going to move to number four here in one second. But my worry is that what happened to cable news ends up happening to social media. Mm. That look, all the conservatives watch one channel, and all the liberals watch another channel, and. Given Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and the way they're these these billionaires are involved, does Twitter become a right wing uh, echo chamber and echo thread, chamber and thread becomes a a, a, a left wing echo chamber or some or blue sky becomes a left wing echo chamber and never the the two shall mix and now and so now not only are we getting our news from different sources now we're getting our social media from different sources and we just end up living in in really two Americas echo echo chamber is. Echo chamber is a good word for it. That's that's how I would view it. Um, anyway, that's number five. <laughs> Enough of this highfalutin stuff. Let's talk some college football. Yeah. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. We are three weeks away from ACC kickoff. Talking um, season. Talking season. If there's no- nothing I love more than seeing coaches walk around from press conference to press conference and being asked, like, the super dumb questions that everyone's always going to ask, um, that's, that's amazing, and we love it. Anyway... Uh, the NFL's 2024 draft is a year away uh, because college football always goes to the NFL. And it, this all ties in together here because you have a couple of high-flying players uh, in the ACC in college football in general that are going to be, you know, generational-type talents in the NFL. At least we believe they will. Uh, if you have the choice, Brian Murphy, right now, you're the number one overall pick. You have, let's, let's say you're the Cardinals. You can pick Caleb Williams or you can pick Drake May. Who are you taking? Oh, man. Uh, see, I'm not, I have not. I have watched Caleb Williams like play against Tulane. Like I have not. <laughs> oh seen, no, I have not seen. She put up amazing numbers, and they still lost that game. Um, I, I mean, I would lean toward May at the moment, only because I like his size. Uh huh. Um, and I like his tough. From what I've seen, his toughness and ability to, um, you know, elude elude rushers, 
take hits while running. And that's that's my big fear about all these quarterbacks, right? Um, we, I, I always want to call him Bryce Young. Chase Young, uh, the number one pick for the Panthers. My concern is his size. My concern about Kyler Murray is his size. My concern about Caleb Williams, who's thicker, certainly thicker than, than um, uh, Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah, God, you, was, you got it backwards that time. I know. Is um, Yes, it's tough to catch him. Yeah. But if you catch him, like what kind of damage can you do to him? And True. I feel like... At least from, and I've seen a lot of Drake May. I saw a lot of Carolina games last year. Attended quite a few of them. Um, I feel like he could take some more hits than Caleb Williams. Now th- that may not be fair. Uh, you know, I'm an I'm an East Coast football football watcher, which means those Southern Cal you're not, games you're are not up for Pac-12 after dark. I, I try to, I try to, but uh, but I've also got children and other responsibilities. It's hard for me to. Back in the day, I could say, "Hey, I'm 14 hours on the couch. I'm watching." You're like from- Hawaii. Let's go. Yeah. I'm watching from the first game to the last game. I don't quite get to do that anymore. But for that reason, for the for the the size and the strength, I think I would lean May at, at this point. That's that. No, I think that's fair. And when you look, uh, I I think most people are leaning towards Caleb Williams at this point. There's these this comp. Look, he won the Heisman. Absolutely. No, I mean absolutely. But to kind of come much more local here with the ACC as a whole. So, Drake May being a Heisman contender does not mean that UNC is favored to win the ACC by any means. Uh, when we do have the ACC kickoff and, and media comes in and votes accordingly, the assumption is going to be that Clemson will probably get that one spot. But it's close between Clemson and Florida State. And then you look down the line at some of the odds and things like that. You brought this up uh, earlier. It's uh, DraftKings or FanDuel, excuse me. Their odds for winning the ACC right now. So, you bet. Clemson is plus 150. So you bet $100, you win $150. Um, so you get $250 back in that situation. But Clemson is plus 150. Florida State is plus 185. So those two are very close. And then there's a cliff. And then who comes after the cliff? Yeah. North Carolina's 7 to 1. And Louisville, which left me scratching my head. I know they have a new coach in Jeff Brom. Maybe a lot of, a lot of you know, hype with him. But they're at seven to one. They weren't very good last year. No, I mean they were they were fine. They made it to a bowl game, but they, you know, there's no Lamar Jackson on that roster. No, and, I it's and I, I what's that classic uh, Jeff Brom um, the the like speech the XFL speech now I'm talking about it's it's like feels like one of those type things where everyone's just expecting him to come in and rah rah and make Louisville one of the best teams in the country. Um, but then there's another huge cliff. And then that's when you have NC State at plus twenty two hundred because there are a lot of changes with NC State, even though they are bringing in Brennan Armstrong. You know, maybe see how that works out there. Uh, Miami uh, plus twenty three hundred. I will not believe in Miami until Miami <laughs> uh, actually does something. Uh, Pittsburgh plus twenty five hundred. You, you like Pittsburgh? I think it's great value. I do at plus twenty five hundred because they are they're bringing in Boston College uh, quarterback as a grad transfer. Uh, Pat Narduzzi is a great head coach. Their offensive coordinator. It's a good pairing that they always have. They're they're able to bring in some good defensive players. They bring in a lot of returners. They had bad injury luck last year, and they play a lot of their most difficult games at home in the ACC schedule. So if you're going to like think of like a, you know taking a, a long shot kind of odds to to win the ACC. I think Pittsburgh could be very sneaky this year. I like it because they always have a defensive line. Yep. I mean, that, that school just produces defensive linemen every year, yep. and they always have a running back. Yes. And so if you have those two things and you have a, you have a veteran quarterback, you got a chance. You're not, you're not buying the Duke at 35-1. to 1. I mean, I, I like Duke a lot. I think what, what Mike Elko has accomplished with the Blue Devils a year in is very impressive. 
Um, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that Duke is going to beat Clemson in its home opener on that Monday night in September. I, I'll have to check the odds on that. I wonder what Duke to win that game outright is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious too. But plus four, plus 500? I, I would imagine so. Um, but I do think that Duke is in a very good position as a program um, to have success and continue to have success in the future. I think I think that is a very good spot for Duke to be. Do I think they're going to win the... Uh, you know, and gets the ACC championship game, which, as a reminder, does not mean winning the Atlantic or winning the Coastal, because those are kaput. Now <laughs> it's just the top two uh, winning percentages in conference, and then I'm sure what will be a lot of uh, tiebreakers after that. Duke plus 385 to beat Clemson, so about wow. about a four to one underdog in that game. Let's go to number three. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Bojangles! Happy birthday, Bojangles! <laughs> Bojangles, uh, born on this day in 1977, um, what, just a half year before I was born. Wow. Thank, I, thank God I've never lived in a world without Bojangles. That's, yes, <laughs> that is the that is the correct takeaway from that. Bo, Bojangles and I go way back. Uh, those bow rounds, had, had them for a long time now. They really got me through high school. I, I appreciate Bojangles for that. We, we talked earlier about what's your order when you go to Bojangles, and I am Definitely a Cajun filet biscuit. Mm, I mean, mm, mm. eight in the morning, eight at night, Cajun filet biscuit. Doesn't matter. Chicken Supreme. The four-piece four piece Supreme is also good. Um, get the honey mustard sauce, in my opinion. Um, and in terms of sides, I think that is what Bojangles is not appreciated for enough, is their sides and how good they are. Uh, the fries, the rice, the mac and cheese, like all of that kind of stuff, I thoroughly enjoy uh, Bojangles sides and I mentioned I said it before I, I will if there is one side I will stand on this mountaintop for and scream you know at the top of my lungs about it's bow rounds they are and they're oh they're just potatoes they're fries but in the morning <laughs> no they're not they are so different uh, they're large I mean the large discs of potato and I don't know what like the grease difference is or whatever it might be but the way it just kind of like falls apart it's not too crispy it's not too soft Oh, I, there are never enough bow rounds when I order uh, bow rounds, and then of course, bowberry biscuit and the sweet tea. And well, and the sweet I mean, tea, I, I'm a fan of the seasoned fries. Okay, I, that's fair. We should just turn this into a into a fast food podcast. <laughs> it's early July. We gotta do what we gotta do. Uh, because you're making me super hungry. When I walked in today, Graham, our producer, had a giant sweet tea uh, from Bojangles sitting on his desk. Very appropriate. Uh, I mean, Graham, what what do you? I mean, we're, we're talking all this talk here, but we have a possible expert <laughs> right waiting to talk about Bojangles. Well, is this because I'm from Eastern North Carolina? You think Bojangles are just around every corner down there? Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's the I've point, been, right? I've been there. exactly. <laughs> I've been everywhere. Uh, if you're asking for my go-to meal, I mean, I, I'm with you, Lewis. I gotta go with a four-piece supreme dinner. Or okay. Was it you, Murph, that said you like the four piece? No, no, I like there. I like the four piece. I yeah, like I'm a biscuit piece. guy, but I'm with Murph. I'll get it at eight a.m., eight p.m., midnight, if they're open that late. It doesn't matter to me. But we're leaving out one particular item that you got to go with, fellas, for dessert: what? the cinnamon pecan twist. Oh, interesting. Ooh, I don't think I've had with that. the bowberry frosting on it. Ah, oh, it's immaculate. See, I is that like uh, at you know where you can order off the menu? Is that not, not you know not You've got to be a regular. You've got to know that they have this cinnamon twist that is not on the regular menu. That That's just a part of my childhood nostalgia right there. Okay. There's cinnamon pecan twist. I don't know if they have it. That's a very good question. I don't know if they have it at every single Bojangles. That's something I'm going to have to keep an eye out for I, here in the triangle. But if you see it, definitely get it. It's 
I'm not going to say it's better than the blueberry biscuit because the blueberry biscuit's just iconic, but it's up there. It's so up there. I can't, like, if I'm going to get dessert at Bojangles, I have to get the blueberry biscuit. Like, I'm not going to, like, mess around and get some cinnamon twists, Graham. <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> if you say so. I'm, I'm going to have to take your word on that one. Sometimes I, you got to venture out, Lucas. Just, I, that's, like, that's why you also have to get the buffalo sauce sometimes as you're dipping buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce? Actually, no, I've never gotten the buffalo sauce at Bojangles before. I may have to stop at Bojangles on my way home. Mm. I may not be able to make it home without stopping. Happy birthday, Bojangles. Happy birthday. That's number three. Let's go to the next one. And I don't even care who number two is. So we had this debate in the state legislature uh, earlier. Well, not even in the state legislature. The North Carolina High School Athletic Association approved NIL for high school athletes. Yes. Supposed to start July 1st. The state legislature said, well, timeout, not so fast. Uh, we don't think you should be making that decision. We think it should be a different board that makes that decision. And so right now, NIL for high school athletes is on hold in the state of North Carolina. May have a decision before the season starts. We'll see. But in many other states, I think they're up to 30 states now across the country, high school athletes are allowed to sign NIL deals, name, image, and likeness. If you're listening to the show, I'm sure you know what NIL means. Nike has signed their first deal with a high school track athlete, mm. uh, fittingly in the state of Oregon. But I uh, want to make sure I get her name right. She is a track superstar for a high school athlete. Um, Mia Bray Peterson. She won the set records in the 100 meters and the 200 meters. She's won multiple national championships. And now, as a high school junior, she has an NIL deal with Nike. I mean, that's there. There are professional athletes who spend so much of their life trying to get deals and sponsorships with Nike and don't get it. Um, so I think that's pretty amazing. Uh, so congratulations to, to to Mia for getting that. And I think that's so to me. And I don't know if I'm stepping out on the limb here by saying this, but step out on it. Step out on that limb. I I don't think there's anything wrong with high school athletes having the opportunity to do this. Like truly, I mean, because I think part of it is. We, we start thinking about college NIL and how it works. That is not how high school NIL deals are going to work. Do you think that every you know kid that plays for a high school football team in the middle of uh, Missouri is going to get an IDL deal? No. It's only going to be the best of the best. It's going to be the Maria Bray Petersons who have – you know, uh, just national titles all over the place. This, in, in, uh, in any in any way, uh, chances are it's going to be more like kind of like a tit for tat type thing, where it's like, hey, you know, come, you know, be a part of this commercial or post about us on social media, and you get uh, free lunches for the summer at this diner. Right. You know what I mean? It's a free not, car wash. A free car wash. There you go. Uh, more likely, it's going to be run our youth camp. Sure. Hey, starting quarterback on the high school team, come to our youth camp. We'll pay you two hundred bucks. And the kids, you know, the kids all know who you are yep. in this small town in eastern North Carolina, a small town in western North Carolina. Come work at our youth camp for the YMCA. You sign some autographs. We'll get you some money. Yeah. I also think, look, Walker Jenkins, name that people may not have heard, is probably going to be a top five draft pick next week in the Major League Baseball drafts from South Brunswick High School. In two weeks, he's going to sign a contract for $5 million, $6 million. The, 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 the fact that he can't. He probably could make money right now because his high school career is over. But the fact that three months ago he wasn't allowed to make any money off his athletic um, fame, yeah, and now two months later he's going to sign a contract for five million dollars, it seems so arbitrary. There, there, there's he didn't cross any line, no. between that and now. It, it just seems. I, I've I've talked to some lawmakers about this. They worry about uh, what private schools might be able to do and recruiting and things like that. I just think. 
what are we talking about? Like, the, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, there's so few opportunities for some of these kids to pro. Look, I, I, you went to high school. Graham went to high school. I went. There were people who were great high school athletes, and that was it. Yeah, they never went to play college. They never got a scholarship. They certainly didn't make it to professional. But in high school, they could have made some money. I'm not talking about life changing millions of dollars contract with Nike money. Yeah, but I'm talking about a couple hundred bucks. Maybe a thousand bucks to help them go to school, help them fix their car, because they were good enough and well-known enough athletes at that time. And I think too, for for better or worse, like right, there are a lot of uh, you know kids, eighteen years old and younger, that are creating massive platforms on social media. Right. I always go back to Zion as a prime example of this. Zion had millions of followers on Instagram right. before he even got to Duke. So if you have that kind of platform. You, know, you see, like people, like Instagram influencers and things like that, all the time, who get paid thousands, if not more, for sponsored posts on their Instagram pages. If you have put in that work to create that opportunity, I think you should be able to capitalize on that opportunity. I, I know a lot of people disagree with me. I yeah. mean, like, Sam, no, no, every Sam. time I give these opinions, I know a lot of people. I'm I'm one of the guys who thinks that when we hit August and ABC is showing the Little League World Series every day for 25 days in a row because they're showing the, the Texas final and then the Southwest final and then the, the Little League World Series. I think those kids should get five grand a piece that's put in some kind of account that they can touch when they're 18. Like, how much money is ABC and ESPN making off these kids' name, image, and likeness? Oh, the um, – gosh, what was her name? The um, She was a pitcher – uh, for in the Little League World Series a while back, right. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like, she was a, a national star for a, you know Mo, a few Mo, months. Uh, yeah, that's um, gonna drive me crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> and, and like that's the kind of thing where like if she's able to capitalize off of that fame and and get a little bit of you know sponsorships or whatever it might be, that's able to go into a fund that ends up becoming college tuition. Like all of those things end up working out. 2014, Monet Davis. Yes, Monet Davis. Yeah, exactly. And. Uh, Right, they be, you're create you're turning them into stars. You're putting them on prime time yes. Saturday at three thirty p.m. to drive ratings on ABC. Yep. and the kids while they're getting an experience of a lifetime, they probably are entitled to some monetary monetary compensation as well. I think so, at least. All right, number one. At WakeMed MyCare three sixty five, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Learn how you can score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. So we actually don't have a whole lot to say about number one. <laughs> check the Twitters. Check the thread. Check the AP wire. Check whatever social media you want to check. Have the hurricane signed anybody? Not today. Um, there, no. They're, wah, they're, wah, wah. Yeah, it's it's been one of those things where I think people are very um, 
they 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 got so much of that that good good like dopamine like hits from from the hurricane signing people early and often and being very active early on in free agency and re-signing people uh but right now there's just not a whole lot going on with the hurricanes yeah i think no i i certainly didn't expect this like outpouring on the first day of free agency no i thought you know the hurricanes typically take their time uh are I consider a somewhat cautious organization. I did not expect a flurry of signings like within the hours of the opening of free agency, and now I think everyone is like, "Okay, what's next? Let's go, let's go." They're ready. They they had um yeah no no <laughs> if you look at um I I remember listening to Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore and everyone just talk about what the the plans were in the off season, and you you very much felt like there were going to be trades that would be happening right. that was going to be the major focus re-signing some of their own people i mean sebastian aho being like this you know it was like oh we got to re-sign sebastian aho we got to re-sign sebastian aho that hasn't happened yet instead there has been a focus on free agency so i don't know i think it's interesting what i think is interesting is and, and i talked we talked a lot with dennis cox about this right after the season and and there was hey we got to go get a superstar right well, that's what we're missing we're missing star power we're missing the, the 30 goal score the 50 goal score and just a sniper, you know. Right, right. We need we need to put the puck in the net, right? And that's that was the natural reaction after losing those four straight to Florida. But I think what's interesting is they seem to have gone after in free agency, which is not their preferred method, players that sort of fit exactly like they look like Carolina Hurricanes players, right? You know, guys who maybe their best days are still ahead of them. They're not trying to sign. I mean, they they signed Pacioretty, right? Um, and they signed Burn. They traded for Burns, who were later in their career, but still felt like they had something left. Um, they're going for guys that can, you know, are not at the tail end of their career. They're not ring chasing like like we see in the NBA sometimes. Signing the 38 year old who was great. It was an All Star 10 years ago, but but isn't an All Star right now. Always got to say for all Hurricane stuff, you know, check out Adam Gold. He is he is that dude. Um, <laughs> we're we're gonna have Adam Gold on the show uh, tomorrow. He's going to put in a little bit of extra time to, to be with us there. We um, talk a lot about social media on here. Adam has been taking a beating on social media yes. for getting it right. Yeah, yeah. He poor, said Vladimir Tarashenko had not reached an agreement with the Hurricanes. You know, they were still talking, but they had not reached an agreement. He's 100% correct. Yeah. And for some reason, people on social media are beating him up. And no it. no update, by the way, on, on Tarasenko, what he's doing. Back to square one is what the Athletic is reporting. That's switched what he agents. Got, we got switched agents. So I'd say Hurricanes fans – you know, it, it's still the free agency period goes longer than just a week. There are still going to be a lot of deals done, I'm sure. A lot of extensions hopefully reached with players like Sebastian Ajo, uh, maybe some trades. But, you know, it's not everything's going to be as fast as the first couple of days in free agency, that's for sure. Poor Don Waddell got us got us ready. He got us frothed up, and now uh, now there's been a big lull. But I think this team, team looks pretty good. I agree. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info/sps. Your journey begins here.